Hello, my name is Lucas Jeffords, and today I will be discussing the articles for week 11 of Speech 260, Argumentation and Debate. This week, the articles I read were Emotions and Social Movements, 20 Years of Theory and Research by James M. Jasper and Applied Antisemitism, the BDS Movement and the Abuse of Corporate Social Responsibility by Alexander B. Trom. However, I will use the Applied Antisemitism article for this podcast because its example aligns with my argument as well as the argument made in the article, and the example provided provides examples for my argument. Therefore, my argument is that agreements, documents, or social organizations made to uphold social rights have the ability to justify negative slash restrictive social movements, but should still be created and formed because of their greater good. First, I will justify the first part of the claim where I said that social rights have the ability to justify negative slash restrictive social movements through the documents created. My reasoning is that the documents created or the organizations cannot fully describe the situation where social rights are being violated. Therefore, violations in their connection with social rights can never be outlined in a constitution, agreement, or by an organization. Therefore, restrictive movements have the ability to isolate one negative aspect of a nation, company, or person and not point out the positives that they give for social rights to a community. This is greater seen in the example of the BDS movement. The BDS movement isolates instances where Israel attacks Palestinian groups and therefore justifies its boycotts of the entire economy of Israel through their bad actions. However, the BDS movement ignores, as listed in the article, all the positive aspects that have come out of Israeli companies and they're helping Palestinian people. First off, they provide jobs and a secure foundation for living in Israel. In addition, they create a mutual agreement and mutual safe place where trust can be established through Palestinians and Israelis where the companies allow for trust to build in Palestinians and the companies trust Palestinian workers. Therefore, a tension that is very high in the Middle East is building trust through these companies. However, I believe that the documents and the organizations and the agreements made by social organizations and nations are very helpful in establishing the definitions of human and social rights in the world, in nations, and even in cities. However, this can better be described in examples. Therefore, as listed in the article, the EMUC establishes a very specific and defined definition for anti-Semitism. Therefore, groups of people and governments can easily identify anti-Semitism in the world as seen in the BDS example, and they can establish laws as in South Carolina, New Jersey, and other examples listed in the article that will help prevent anti-Semitism from occurring and shutting down those movements. In addition, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is somewhat mentioned in the article, but it also allows for nations to provide a definition of where human right violations occur and when they should be prevented. 
Therefore, educating nations and people on human rights and social rights allows for nations and people to be able to stop them when they are occurring. Therefore, as discussed in argumentation, definitions play the same role as defining and outlining what human rights are necessary and what social rights are necessary for every person in the world. Therefore, these definitions need to be established in order for nations or people to create a social movement to prevent the restriction of social rights. Therefore, I can conclude that arguments and documents and organizations that uphold social rights can have the ability to justify negative or restrictive social movements, but they still need to be continued to be created due to their protection given to everyone in the world, nation, and cities around the world.